Hello, good evening. What an evening it is as well. Welcome to the Villa Park podcast uh, as we reflect on 11 home wins in a row. Aston Villa 4, West Ham 1 and I've got my boys Kev and Sam here for a little bit of a rehabilitation session. Let's just say we were talking backstage, a couple of players who, who might be who might be starting to turn the tide of feeling on this podcast but yeah, we're all happy. Kev, first of all, how are you doing, mate? Great, mate. What better way to be in your life than to be an Aston Villa fan right now and to be on a podcast with you two fine gentlemen. I am in a good place. I've got a peppermint tea and I'm ready to chat about 11 home Premier League wins in a row. Cheers. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I was mid-gulp of water there as well. Um, <laughs> Sam, <laughs> How are you doing, mate? And you have managed to bag yourself a very, very fancy Aston Villa kick it out top. How did well, you was, do that? It was the kick it out weekend, actually. And uh, this um, this this hoodie, it's the first time I'm wearing it. I thought it would be appropriate for the weekend. But my um, my, my I, I, we do birthdays at work where we get everyone like a little summit for their birthday in the team. And my my boss has absolutely no idea about football, knows nothing about it. Um, very, very nice guy called David. And he um, he he was in charge of getting my, my birthday present last year, and he inadvertently got me an anti-racism hoodie, <laughs> not without knowing it. So he gave me this. He was like, "Here you go." Have, but he got one for my son as well. Very nice. And uh, I was like, "Thanks, David. I didn't know you were so concerned about the racism in my life. But I appreciate it." And he had absolutely no idea. But um, very appropriate to wear it for for, for the weekend. And. Uh, yeah, it's a good week. Absolutely, to, to really and I've, I've never, I've never seen that hoodie before. It's uh, very, very smart, very nice, very, very nice. Um, well, before we get into the the game, the goals, the sort of general feeling, um, all of that, guys, please uh, do hit that like button and hit that subscribe button. We've got nearly forty watching already, which is amazing. So keep hitting the like button. We are smashing our way to two thousand six hundred subscribers already. Uh, on the road to 3k so you guys can help us get there so hit the like button and hit that subscribe button and we have got comments flying in lads already so let me let me get from the start Gary said <laughs> Gary with his uh, dad jokes looks like we just hammered the hammers um, we absolutely did Deontay says what a Sunday it's been for the Villa, Bo- Villa boys Villa Park is a fortress Mark in the house evening all what a result Rachel, good evening, Rachel. Great to have you in. Heredio Gomez, my week just got better. Absolutely. Mike, we even conquered Europe in 2025. There we go. There we go. Um, Staggering to think where this could end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Mike's in the house as well. Great to have you on board, Mike. Uh, Michael also says, my daughter's first game on the Holt today and she recorded all the swearing songs. (laughs) Yeah, my my son's like that. Rich, just on that, I think we've had this chat before, but my lad asked me today, when can I swear with the football? And I was like, um, 
I don't know, 13 maybe. But it's so funny. We've got all the songs now mapped out for the for like the, the, the PG version. So you've seen the villa. Now go straight home. <laughs> We're not the only ones singing it. <laughs> so good. Or Coutinho. You know Coutinho, he's, he's effing magic. We used to sing, his feet are magic. And don't really know. So yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling your pain, Mike. I'm feeling your pain. The only I say to my lad, the only place he can swear is at the at the football. Um, <laughs> he, he usually saves it for the ref. Like he's like so he's got a penchant for sticking his like shoving his one finger. Give, up to give the him ref. three strikes, Rich. He's allowed three <laughs> swear words. At <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tombo Ollie Watkins is the man. Fans who know ball knew AFTV okay, one of okay. his don't. Oh dear. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so Gary I can says, see a couple there for me as already. Gary says maybe Ollie and Leon were told to watch the pod by Unai. Seems to have worked. Well, look, this is what we're here for, Gary. This is exactly <laughs> what we're here for, mate. We're you part know? of the improvement. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I told Perzo to go and get uh, Stephen Gerrard. That wasn't my finest hour. But uh, yeah, maybe they did. Um, Simon, evening chaps. Oh, hang on a second. Evening chaps. Anyone mentioned we only need 21 points to be safe? Well, look, it's got to be safety first. It's got to be. Got to be. Uh, Michael said that you, he's got, you've got your peppermint tea, Kevin. He's enjoying his Caribbean soup. Enjoy, Sounds mate. good to me. Ian says, uh, good evening, guys. What a fantastic result. Willie in the house. Evening, guys. Great performance from the team. Something special is happening at the Villa, not just for this season, but for the future. Sam, your favourite man. Gaz Oaks is here. (laughs) 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 Gary says, also, nice to see Villa, the only match on Sunday and winning. Rub's in the house. Hello, everyone. Great to have you on board, Rub. And John says, when someone tells Emery about our bogey teams, Unai ignores them. This was a statement win. Unai's Villa are magic. We signed Unai from Hogwarts. I'm going to make that point, Kev, because it just seems to me that we've this this manager we've got, this coach we've got in Unai Emery, like we keep joking about these records and these games, these teams that are our bogey sides. And he just keeps beating them but the, the best thing about it is is that he sets up a tactical plan for every single game it's it's just incredible isn't it well it's funny it's funny you know i was chatting to um to a mate um down at the game pre-kickoff today matt who sometimes um just comments on the pod and watches pod sometimes and matt if you're watching let us know and um and he made the point all worried about west ham like we all were because obviously you know they're europa league team they had a great end to the season um, they've started really well with all obviously all their new signings. You know, Ward Prowse is a good player. Obviously, they've got like Kudu. So it was worrying. And I made the point. Listen, Emery ain't played him yet at home. You know, we had a good good away point, but it was under Gerard when uh, we obviously lost that painful game one nil. Four one, I think it was the year before. The year before that, I said Unai hasn't had his chance to do what Unai does. You know, which is to slay dragons like he does. You know, can't beat Man United at home for for nearly thirty years. Enter Unai Emery. Can't get away wins in the Premier League. Get five, six in a row. So I am. Um, I did say. I mean, I was. I was probably not as confident um, in, internally as I projected externally. But I've got such belief in this manager now that as much as it won't always go right, he has got such a tactical brain and masterclass. Because you would have thought today. Let's be clear. Um, with Suchek in that midfield, you know, having a bit of power, you know, power in there, it might have been a game for Dendonka. I was thinking, you know, in terms of sort of, you know, a bit of physicality, because they're quite a physical team, aren't they, West Ham? Mm, but, um, yeah, yeah. But we just did him in terms of the, of our mobility and um, just technical skills. And um, 
just another another Unai masterclass. And I, I'm, I'm at the point now when I can't wait for Man City to come to Villa Park under the lights in in a couple of weeks. I can't I can't wait for it because I'm you know gonna get carried away. But I'm looking forward to a great performance. Without they're going to come to us and hopefully we've got some winnable games coming up. We might be on a 12 or 13 winning game streak when they come to us at home. You know, Fortress Park, top of the table clash. It is. It is absolutely Fortress Villa Park, and uh, and Sam, I guess with with the like with the the West Ham being our opponents, obviously before the game, it was one of those. Um, it was one of those where we did think, you know, physical side in West Ham. Jared Bowen, really dangerous player. You know, we talked about Antonio giving Conta a tough time, but I was a little bit. I guess not necessarily disappointed because I think, like Kev says, we 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 made them look quite poor. But I thought West Ham were quite passive, and like usually that usually they seem to get physical, really physical against us. And I didn't feel like they did that today. Yeah, I I think, and just I know we had the the pre match preview as well, and um, we. I said it. I thought it would be two two, and no pun intended here. But I've been waiting for the bubble to burst, mm. and uh, unfortunately, that didn't. Well, not unfortunately. Fortunately, it didn't happen against West Ham. And I think we always talk about people underestimating Villa in the media and this and that. I think that the, the people who definitely aren't underestimating Villa are, are the teams that are coming to Villa Park because West Ham played such a different game and they showed us so much respect. Uh, and for lo- large periods of the game, they had eleven men behind the ball. And we were just playing it left and right, Luca Dean on, on the left doing his thing. And and I think I think it wasn't so much that that West Ham were passive. I think they were just really aware of the threat that we carry. And they were they they didn't want to invite the pressure because they knew what would happen. Um, but fortunately for us it happened anyway. So um game plan didn't work. But I think it's just it's just a sign of respect from West Ham that they they didn't come at us too much and they know what we're like on the counter, which is obviously how we scored a couple of the goals. So um yeah, they, they knew better, but it just didn't work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's the that's the thing, Kev, like now we've got so many, you know, we'll talk kind of players in a bit, but like in ter- just in terms of like the starting lineup when you see Watkins, you see Diaby, you see Kasha down the right, you see Dini down the left, you see Zaniolo, you see Louise and McGinn. There's so many different weapons that we can utilize to kind of hurt teams that, you know, they don't necessarily know who to focus on. Yeah, it's it's it, it's fantastic. I was just saying today, like us on the um well, they call it the transition now, don't they? But you know, like when you when you're breaking away, like when um... someone gives the ball away, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All, all these new buzzwords. I saw I don't often watch watch a... double double pivot, Kev. Double pivot. Yeah, yeah, no. I saw Tim Sherwood double talking pivot. about it. Two men in midfield. Yeah. <laughs> on a, on soccer Saturday, Tim Sherwood was making loads of digs about it as well. Like, you know, but um, you know, getting into the half space and all stuff like that. You know, what's a half space? Is it a space or not a space? Um but yeah, when we when we're flowing forward, it, it's it's frightening. And even the you know, if you bring off the bench, because if you had Traore in there or you had Duran in there, you know, if you had obviously Bailey came on and, and and scored a fantastic goal, but we're flying forward. That's not even including Jacob Ramsey still to come in, Alex Moreno still to come in, who's obviously rapid. There's weapons all over the pitch. I mean, it was great to see Tiedemann's getting an assist today. You know, two subs mm-hmm. combining for for a fourth goal. Could have been many, many, many more goals. Constantly got a couple in the first half. It's just mm. talking about that threat and that attack option for Villa now. I don't know if you know this, right? But top scorers in the league are Newcastle with 24. Mm. We're second with 23. Brighton have got 22. Liverpool have got 20. We got, we got 10 in two games, Kev, to be fair, against against Brighton and West Ham. <laughs> you know. 
It's fantastic. Yeah, but this is the thing. Only because Newcastle obviously absolutely, you know, batter everyone. Smash, smash well, people. Smash Sheffield United, didn't they? They got put eight past Sheffield United. Yeah. But for Villa to be ahead of after, well, how many games have we played now? Was it like it, it, not, nine. nine games, right? Nine. For Villa to be ahead, when we often struggle to score goals, to be ahead of Man City, Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal, Tottenham, the swashbuckling team of the season, Tottenham, right? We're ahead of all of those in terms of goals scored. That is fantastic for an Aston Villa team that, you know, we've talked about certain players in the past, Sam, that sometimes struggle to score and where's the other goals going to come from? And Remember we used to say, do we get enough goals from midfield? Remember we used to say that. Are we going to get any more than five from Louise, McGinn, these players? Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm gutted actually because Gaz is leaving by the looks of it. Yeah, and well, let, 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 let's do a few comments because uh, Gary Howlett says, need our injuries to clear up before January to keep this up. Um, US Crit said, love Peter with got something named after him with with way. Yeah, I think it's at Bodymore, isn't it? The Bowditch said, only game today and we'll still be last on match of the day, too. <laughs> I think, I think even today, I think I don't think they'll be able to uh, put that out, out there. We might get like more than two minutes coverage as well. You never know. Adamski said, hey, all great win considering we didn't really get out of second gear. West Ham neither, but best opposition we faced in the Premier League, uh, for a bit. Interesting. Uh, Spengden said, how good was Bailey's goal? We're, we're definitely going to come on to that. Uh, Steve uh, Brianna says, didn't expect to see Sam here. Watkins scored. Lol, great three points. Allegations, allegations. <laughs> uh, Corris Conif says, we're sport- supporting you all the way from Jamaica. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Great right. to have you joining us. Um, Michael said, Rich, I've said it many times and Rachel will know what I'm going to say. Enjoy the ride and one game at a time. Emmy is the real deal and the players know it. Well, it's interesting, you know, his, in, his interview that he did where he kind of said he, he didn't want to, was something like he didn't want to be there <laughs> or, or something like that because um, it, it means that a manager's lost his, lost his job and uh, he wasn't happy to be there and, you, and the players need to sort themselves out. That's essentially what he said in his, um, in his interview. Uh, Martin, good to have you in, mate. Thank you for joining. I know I don't know if your internet is is uh, is good, but uh, how are you reflecting on today's result? Uh, I am up on the screen now. Um, how are you, lads? Uh, all good. Yeah, uh, really good performance. Please forgive me. Oh, uh, your internet, your internet's bad, mate. Your internet's bad. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I've got good performance out here. Um, but yeah, Gaz says, Gaz said, I'm out tonight, so I can't listen till later, but eat that humble pie. It tastes nice sometimes up the villa. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give you the right to reply I'll, soon. I'll, I'll tell you where we'll I'm going to put right that humble reply. pie. I'll, I'll put it somewhere very specific. <laughs> <laughs> Damsky says, our passing has improved 10 times. Uh, Simon said, we have a new new game now. It's called Spot the McPhee free kicks before they're oh, taken. Man, honestly, <laughs> they're just... John says, Kamara's incredible. He does the simple thing so well. Um, Gary said, are you sure that's peppermint tea, Kev? <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to cover a little bit on where you talked about the goals in midfield. I'll come to you first, Sam. Um, I, you know, we're, where we talked about where the goals could have come from, but I mean, Louise now, is it, is it five Premier League goals this season? Six. And he scored in the last six consecutive yeah. home, home Premier League games. I mean, he's just absolutely flying at the moment. Yeah, I think it's it's a combination of of Dougie on set pieces and and you know pushing forward like the team 
transitioning forward, if you like, when, when we've won the ball and he kind of puts himself on the edge of the box and, and gets in there. Obviously, look, I mean, it's really funny. Last season, I remember saying, and I think we all agreed on the pod, I didn't even know who our penalty taker was because it had been so long since we'd had a penalty. And now we've just got these, you know, we've got these these tricky players up front. I know it was Ezri Konsu who won the, won the penalty. Uh, he was brilliant today, by the way. Absolutely superb. Um, we mm. talked about help from non-attacking players to, to get goals. And uh, I think it's just a combination of a combination of, of the two of, you know, Dougie being in the right places, having far more confidence than he's than he's had previously. Maybe it's all the fishing. He's has uh, helped to calm him down and concentrate him. The other thirty percent, as as Unai Emery said in his uh, in his interview, but um, yeah, no, I think he's just he's just at the top of his game. He's for me, you know, you look at the the three name midfield Brazilian midfielders in the Premier League. You've got Paqueta and Bruno Gamares. I'd have Dougie over both of them, um, and I think he's really coming into his own. And I don't think it will be long until someone starts sniffing around. Oh, absolutely. Our, our main guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Kev, little word on that midfield. You know, Louise, Kamara, McGinn dropping in there as well. Um, I mean, it was just and Zaniolo coming in and working hard as well at times. Like, I mean, all the talk, all the commentary as well was about how amazing the touches of Paqueta were and how dangerous um, some of them, you know, Ward-Prowse was going to be. But our midfield just, totally outworked totally outplayed totally outpassed them i mean yeah. you've got to give some credit to our midfield huge credit i mean I, I, I was a bit disappointed this this season obviously with the two defeats we had because i thought our midfield were just not very good in, in either of those games and it made me think you know i've hyped up this mid midfield so much so much made that point around chukwamika costing more than our entire midfield and how i wouldn't swap you know some of these players found else in the premier league for those that follow me on Twitter, and if you don't, please do. I'm um, always looking for more followers, but you'll probably see me spamming various like uh, posts saying, you know, who's the greatest midfielder? And there'll be a picture of Pirlo and a picture of Zidane, and I'll I'll just post a picture of Kamara in response, uh, saying what you're talking about. So I am um, I I've got so much love for this midfield, and they were just tremendous today. Kamara was just brilliant. Louise, I think. I mean, Louise is my favourite player. I think now by by a long shot. I absolutely love him. He's just magnificent. He was the best player on the pitch today. Quality, class, he's good on the ball. I'm just waiting for this Arsenal bid, probably, in, in January. And I just hope Unai can sell him the dream enough to say, get us to the Champions League, Dougie, and you know, be a hero. Because he's an absolute dream of a player. McGinn was brilliant today. Um, you know, Tiedemann did well when he came on. Our midfield, we, 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 me and you used to say this a lot, Rich, you know, like, we lack a bit of physicality. And I think there are some games... We do lack a bit of physicality. But if you can work like that and have the quality, I mean, the amount of times when I thought they're going to give the ball away and they just yeah. flick, flick it around a corner. Um, you know, go through the middle so much in terms of creating opportunities. I mean, the pass through for Bailey's goal, I didn't think the pass was on. I was right behind it. All of a sudden, it's Bailey's got the ball through from nowhere. Great touch to unbelievable step over. Bang. You know, we're, we're making things happen out of nothing. And I think of so many times over the years as a Villa fan when we just couldn't do anything with the ball, we couldn't break through defenders. And we've got the quality now of that midfield to just create seemingly chance after chance after chance. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. And, um, you know, with, with regards to just, yeah, I mean, I guess that, that physical side of things where we've talked, Kev, is the, the fact that I think where we, where it's helping us now is... Pau Torres and 
Kamara sometimes stepping into that, uh, not Kamara, sorry, Conza stepping into that midfield. So if they're carrying the ball in that midfield, if you see Kamara like sometimes drops out and it allows them to then play those incisive balls through into that into that middle area, you know, the kind of attacking third. And then you're seeing the likes of Diaby or Zaniolo or McGinn get it on the half turn. So they're almost, I guess, emptying that space from where the for where those physical battles would would take place. And adding like a, 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 a central defender in there who's obviously going to be six foot three, six foot four. And then kind of they're playing a pass through that's bypassing that that kind of area where the, those physical battles would take place. There's so many times that Power Torres is just playing that quick pass, like fizzed along the floor and we're, we're already on the attack. It's just It's just brilliant to watch. Yeah. Anyway, that was sorry, was that a question rant. for someone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Rich. I'm not. I'm not accusing you of not being entertaining, but I fully zoned out there. <laughs> 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 That's sorry, all right. Rich. That's what my wife does all the time. Anyway, oh, so, so sorry. That's so rude. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, let's get into some comments. Actually, I did check, and we've only got we've got nearly seventy watching, and we've only got twenty likes. Um, so if we can hit that like button, guys, um, tr- try and get at least 50 likes at the moment, uh, over 70 watching now. So make sure you hit the like button and uh, subscribe if you're new to the channel. We are well on the road to 3K, so please do uh, support us even more. If you want to become a member, um, it's just $1.99 a month and hit the join button or hit the dollar sign at the bottom and uh, follow the instructions to become a member. Um, where are we with... I've got so many comments. Uh, Adamski said he didn't think Dougie had the best game, even though he scored twice. Some sloppy stuff. I think it was there was there was a few passes that went here or there, but I think it was more to do with just trying to be um, creative. I, I think, but I think the the the, the influence kind of uh, yeah. Um, I mean, Kamara know, was over. Kamara was tremendous today as well. You know, I mean, I think yeah. Konza was unbelievable. I mean, there was a lot yeah. of great performances, but. Um, I think for me, I'd probably just say Dougie every week now because I just think he's just <laughs> the Rolls Royce. He's just so good. Yeah, Rage said Box Crasher is the new one I've heard. Um, Gary said I'd play the same team against AZ and the rest a few against Luton. Um, Adamski also said Kev subs combining means there's confidence all the way through the match day squad. Yeah, absolutely. And Leon Bailey gave a great interview to Sky after the game. He was absolutely buzzing. Um, Gaz says competition actually. Sorry, just on that one. That's what it means. It means competition, and mm. that's what people are coming in. They feel like I've got a point to prove, and that's why they're trying so hard. That and that is the whole process of having competition in the team. That's why it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Um, sorry, I just zoned out completely from what you said there. Cheers, mate. Thank you, bud. <laughs> you know what? I deserve it, and I know, uh, and I'll take it. Take it like yeah. a <laughs> uh, Mike said, "What about the real Brazilian Douglas Luizzi flying?" Absolutely, totally agree with you. Um, Rob says, "We never found out who paid the ransom to release Sam." <laughs> <laughs> Um, are yeah, we happy? What, it wasn't Ellie. It wasn't Ollie Watkins. No, it wasn't. Are we happy with Ollie and maybe Millie on new contracts? Um, well, look, we've got to keep the squad as settled as it as it can be. Um, Rachel says for Leon, she would leave it to the end of the season to see if he could maintain his fitness. Um, John says seven for Louise. Is that seven goals in total? Or is that seven in the Premier? It's just on Sky. It said five Premier League I goals. Think it's in total. I think it's in total, including Europe as well. Now. Okay. Uh, Mark said, Louise does it. 
nice one. You, you'll borrow it. You're out of the Gary school of puns. Uh, Rub said, for Leon, it's also to protect the asset value for Villa, so I support it. Um, Adamski says, seems we've been waiting years for Dougie to start scoring regularly. Can he get 10 this season, Kev? Yeah. On penalties, definitely. We're creating chances. We're getting in the box. I think he'll get three or four more penalties this season. Mm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. And he's, he's confident now as well. He's getting him out of the box. You know, he's, I mean, he definitely tried to score from one of those corners today, didn't he? Definitely tried to score from this. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, the hat trick yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What a hat trick that would have been if that had gone in. <laughs> Ian says Kamara was brilliant today, always making himself available in the build up. Great to see Tielemans knocking the ball about with confidence, too. Uh, Michael says fair play to Sam. I would not give his too much stick as players need to perform week in, week out. And Watkins will be motivated to prove Sam wrong, which means we will all be happy. There you go, mate. Do you know he's he's not wrong. It's obviously he doesn't give a shit about my opinion, Ollie Watkins. But <laughs> but he he will he will know that there's questions about it's not even just questions from fans, but questions from himself about his form and his return and his ratio and stuff like that. And he did mention it today when he was talking to Dean Smith. He said that you know like he has historically been very hard on himself and and you know focused on his on his, well, his specific chances that he's missed and stuff like that. So maybe that kind of criticism and that is helping him just shrug it off and maybe that's part of the reason that he's you know he may have had droughts and stuff in the past so who knows yeah and and you know it's interesting that dean smith was was there because obviously he's signed him twice and he mm. worked with him but there's obviously a difference in what he was expected to do under dean smith and expected to do under under gerard to what he's doing now under emery um and be it'd be interesting to know which one he prefers and I guess, like for me, with with Watkins, I mean, there was a before his chance that he missed in the in the first, like, was it twenty minutes? I think it was on twenty twenty minutes or so. I, don't, I think he'd only touched the ball about three times, Kev. So yeah. he's obviously not getting involved in the game as much, maybe until it opens up later on in the game. But what he is doing is he's he's kind of getting the ball in those kind of areas that are, you know, the the, the what, where they mean something. You know the meaningful areas. Yeah, yeah, he is. And look, you know, he missed a couple of chances today again. And the thing is, if we get to the end of the season and we end up qualifying for a serious European competition, whether that's Europa League, Champions League, who knows? With our with our form, um, and you know, and he gets in the Euro squad, which he obviously wants to do. He, he said, "I saw um, when I got back from the game today. I watched a couple of the um, the, the interviews, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, just in prep for the for the pod." And um, I saw him say in the interview, like, you know, that's his aim. I think Karen Carney asked him, um, you know, what do you want to do? He said, I want to get 20 plus goals and get an England squad. So he is going to miss chances. And I think we're getting to the point now with the, as each week goes on, where we get positive result after positive result, the things that probably niggle us a little bit inside, such as him dragging that shot wide when he, when anyone would have scored that, we think. Or, you know, when we just, just dick around with set pieces. Like, how many times today? I'm like, get it in the box. And then mm. I'm like, we, we won 4-1 against West Ham. We were like one of the be be better teams in the league. Like, I maybe need to like, not worry about that, you know. So, um, yeah, look, what Watkins is doing, what, what Watkins has always done, and he, he's, he's putting the ball in the net. And, and you see now he's getting the plaudits out there. And along with Louise, maybe he might be someone that, maybe not January, but he might be someone next summer we might have to fend off a bid for. Because I, I really think if he keeps this up, there'll be some of the, um, in inverted commas, sky big teams. Not um, not us, because we're, we're absolutely effing massive. But, you know, they might, they might come after him. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the goal, Sam. Um, let's talk about it. I mean, like uh, like Kev says, you know, missed missed a couple of chances earlier on. Uh, I thought in the first half that one, he, I thought he brought, I thought he controlled it really well, just dragged dragged it wide. But then, you know, the the chance he puts away. Typical love, like he's his favorite position, that kind of inside, inside left channel, throws a step over on um on Zuma and then just I mean does the rest, smashes it top corner. I mean, what can you say? Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> no I'm joking, no I'm joking. What a finish, honestly, what a finish. I've 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 worked it out with, with Ollie Watkins now. Um he he can't score the easy ones and it makes zero sense to me. I was thinking about, do you remember the Chelsea game where he missed like loads of easy, like one-on-ones? He wasn't, he was losing to get out against Sanchez and he scored that goal. The only, the goal he did score to win the game was from that impossible angle. He was like right on the touchline and he, and he got it in. And, and I think of this about Ollie Watkins. He did it with England uh, in the week as well. The ball came to him and he just kind of like lets it go through his legs. And he, and that's one where you're like, you've got to be putting that away. And I think, and then he goes and, and scores the goal that he does today after missing, mm. a, you know, one. On, the keeper wasn't even take, closing him down. He just, all he had to do was put it in the back of the net. Like you say, fantastic touch. And then goes to waste. And it's, um, and then he goes and scores that, that you know, wonder goal, brilliant goal. Like, you know, he get, receives a ball quite wide. It's not like he's central. He takes it on the left as well on his left foot. Um, wrong side for him. And he, it's, it's just, he's, he's such a, uh, an enigma. It's so hard to understand Ollie Watkins. I've, I've been trying to work it out for ages, but he's, you can't deny the form that he's in at the moment. And I've never, you know, despite what people will think, I've never accused Ollie Watkins of not being able to find form. My accusation has been that he doesn't keep it. You know, I, I call him a purple patch player and I would describe what he's going through right now as a purple patch after going 12 games and only scoring one goal. So if anything, I don't feel like I'm being proven wrong. I feel like I'm being proven right. I'll be proven wrong if he can do this consistently. And 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 again, when you know, if it is the case that he goes on and he scores 20 goals this season, I said it in our chat earlier, in our in our WhatsApp chat. If he scores 20 goals, then I'll apply. I'll apologise to whoever. I'll I'll take Ollie Watkins out to dinner. I'll sing a little apology song on 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 the pod because it it will mean that Villa have most likely done what Kev said earlier, and that's qualify for um, a serious European competition. Or it will mean we've won a European competition this season, which, you know, you know, if someone said earlier, champion, we even conquered Europe in 2025, 2024 as well. Why not? You know, we saw what it meant to West Ham last year. Why don't we go for that? Um, yeah. Do you, do you know, think... do you know what I like it about Watkins at the moment as well, in the last, maybe last year or so, is that when he's in positions where you think like, oh, he hasn't got much chance there, he's sticking in the net. I mean, I know, I know where we lost lost to Man City last season, but the goal he scored, you remember, like he had to hold off the defender, take it forward a bit, smashed it in the corner. There was the Arsenal goal in that um, that defeat at Villa Park where he was really wide and he smashed it in with his left foot. Um, obviously, he scored the goal against Brighton, you know, um, but, where... But, but this is what I'm saying, you know, Kev, don't you? You, you, think, it, you, know? you think he... You said... I completely agree with you. He always scores those goals where you're like, have you scored for... But don't you sometimes think, how's he missed that? Yeah. Like the amount of time, like every game, I'll think, I'll think, how how's he missed that? I think even against even against Brighton at, at one point, I think there were a few. You can't argue. He got he got a, a hat tricks. You know, it's it's you, you can't argue with his uh, with his performance in that game. But there's just some. I'm just like he. I feel like he struggles with the easy ones. But 
all that aside and all the Watkins criticism today uh, uh, in the past, I think he was he was brilliant today. Um, I think he he led the line really, really well. He was smart when he was chasing down and he's he's found his form again and he's found this really, uh, really brilliant confidence. And um, and my hope is that his, his mentality seems a little bit different. Like he came out in the week and we all saw it and he, you know, started giving stick to what felt like he was giving stick to me personally um, about <laughs> about the, the fickle the fickle Sam, fans. Sam, do you know what he said after the game today? I saw the interview after the game and he actually said earlier in his career, missing that chance in the first half, it would have really affected him. And he, yeah, he yeah. Put, points to like Dean Smith helping him and Unai. And he said, now, like he knew, he, he said, I knew I was going to get more chances. Now that well, speaks volumes about his confidence in his teammates and his confidence in himself. And, and that's, you know, to say that as at Villa Park, when we know we've struggled over the years, to know that, you know what, I've missed that chance. Forget about it. I'm moving on. I'm in England International. I've scored for my country in the week. You know, I'm on a, a good run of four for my team recently. I've scored a hat-trick. Just signed a new contract. Signed a new contract. I'm yeah, yeah. But, but I, I, I think that's, today, don't forget as well. that's the whole point, and and this is it with with Ollie Watkins. I'll make it really clear. Like he, on his on his day, on days like today, like against Brighton, he's just fantastic. He's so he's so when he's full of that confidence, and you just feel like every time he gets the ball, something's going to happen. All I'm, you know, all I'm really looking for is is just get rid of those big droughts. We've seen two or three of them in the last in the last twelve eighteen is, months. Is, He's like he's like Rashford. I mean, Rashford. There was a there's thing yesterday. He's only scored one in the last twelve, and then and then last season he was on this incredible goal scoring run where everyone was talking about him being the best striker in Europe. You know, and it, and, it, and this is the thing with with certain strikers like the Rashfords, like the Watkins. You know, they will frustrate supporters because it's almost like because you know what they can do, you know how good they can be. But there's times where that that form. I, that form I would argue up. Ollie Watkins is is more consistent than than Rashford. And yeah, he, absolutely. He, he, yeah, he yeah. definitely like his yeah. numbers and whatever they 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 dwarf they dwarf Rashford. And I, yeah. the only thing, you know what it is? It's not like I've said this a billion times. It's not personal with Ollie. I, I've always said he's he's a he's a great lad, and 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 we're lucky to have him at the club because he's you know he's such a professional. He's never out. He's never in the papers for doing anything silly or anything like that. He's and and he provides us with with good goals and, and useful goals. And obviously last season, his push, those, what was it? He scored one between August and December. And then from December going forward, he scored the, most of his goals, 13, 14 goals that he scored to push us into Europa. That like You can't argue about his value. And I think my my only, the only thing that I've always said is that he needs competition. He then needs to be another top-class striker at the club for when he does go into a drought or to make sure that he stays on it the same way that, you know, Diaby, uh, Bailey and Zaniolo are bouncing off each other, but all you can say about his performance today and over the last few of last few weeks, including the game against England, is is he's been he's been fantastic. And all we need is for him to keep a similar sort of level. You're not going to score hat tricks every week and goals every game, but if he keeps this type of influence, the assists that he's providing, the goals, then Ollie Watkins is 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 very very easily one of the most dangerous and competitive strikers in the league. You know the point around getting another striker. So Sam, you and I chatted about this offline, online, on on the pod before that. I I totally agree. I think we need like an alternative. Should he get injured? Should he be out of form? But then actually, when you really think about it in the modern era, I mean, Newcastle have obviously got Wilson and Isak. Um, Arsenal have got Jesus and, and Ketia. You know, City have got Haaland and Alvarez. Or Alvarez is a different type of player. But there's not that many teams that have got 
like two really good out and out strikers. A lot more teams now, I mean, they're getting the, the goals from other areas. And we are one of those teams. We are one of those teams. You know, so you know, I know look, Brighton have got a Welbeck and a Ferguson, neither of them prolific. You know, would we will we get more goals this season from a from a dunk from a Douglas Louise or a Moussa Diaby, for example? You know, or from a Leon Bailey, you know, in terms of in terms of contributing. And maybe right now that for a Villa where we are to bring another striker in. What, what if he gets what if he gets injured, Kevin? No, that, no, well, listen, that's the thing. Man. I'm not, I'm not yeah. debating what I'm saying is, but you need another striker that knows they're going to play second fiddle to a guy that's going to play every game. And that, yeah. and that, and what kind of striker you're going to get that's going to, I think you really need a young up and coming striker like a John Duran. So the more and more I think about it, the more I think that what we've got, as much as it's not perfect and he's, you know, albeit a bit raw, is that, you know, look at when you bring in someone like, like a Danny Ings, Danny Ings hasn't really done anything since he's left us. And I just don't think you can get another top class, yeah. top class striker. That's going to happily play second fiddle to Ollie Watkins while Ollie Watkins does does. Ollie Watkins. I, th- I well, think you, what you well, sorry, go on, go on. Rich. I was just to say what you do is you go like you know where Isak and sometimes play off the left if he plays with Wilson, or he can play through the middle if Wilson's on the bench. Say with, with Newcastle, so obviously we went for Nicholas Jackson who who hasn't really caught fire at um, at Chelsea, but that's because he's he's been playing through the middle. But I think he he's more effective from those wide areas. So I think. If it was someone to kind of compete or to push Watkins, it would be that wide type of forward that could play through the middle if, if needed. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got to remember, boys, like we didn't even have John Durant, Durant on the bench today. Like yeah. you know, that that game, like what what happens then? Do you put Zaniolo up front? Do you put Bailey up front? Do you put, you put you know, these guys? Yeah. Diaby, yeah. I mean, it's 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 one of those. Like again, Durant generally is is, is adequate cover, and, and when Watkins is is in flying form. You don't take him off anyway. You know, mm. when he's when he's playing like he's been playing over the last he's couple of weeks. He's very durable as well, isn't he? He is durable and he you know, touch wood, I don't want to jinx anything, but he very seldom gets injured. Um does does Ollie Watkins. So I don't know. I mean I think we need we definitely need backup for right back. Um and, and when John Duran has come on this season, I mean pff, he scored he scored a wonder goal already. He's done well in Europe. He's looked competitive. He looks like he's he's a better player than he was last season, which is unsurprising under Emery. So yeah, I mean I mean look, there is zero to complain about tonight. There's zero <laughs> negatives to focus on. No. There's there's nothing apart from Villa battered West Ham 4-1. We're fifth in the league, two points off first. We've won 11 games at home on the bounce. We're competing in Europe. We've got some of the best players in the league, the best goalkeeper in the world. What? How could you? How dare you complain? How dare you complain about anything? Yeah. <laughs> right. I've got to get comments in. I've got to. Um, Michael said, Watkins is like a fine wine, still maturing and will be really good next season. He's already going to be good this season, mate, to be yeah. fair. Um, uh, where else have we got? Uh, really random says, oh, dear Sam, Ollie will bag 20 this season. So what are you singing? <laughs> it's going to be an original, an original <laughs> apology. <laughs> Sarko said, uh, what are we on about? Ollie is third behind Salah and Haaland in goals and assists since Emery joined. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Um, all strikers miss chances. Um, Michael said, hold Sam to that. Choose a song, people. Um Gary said Watkins has always given 100% despite his misses in games. Exactly. Uh, Adam says it's called the Watkins Enigma. Um, Harland, yeah, as I just said, from Rub, Harland has been missing some easy ones too this season. Yeah, he has, absolutely. Uh, Lee says, I agree with Sam. Oli is an enigma, but his form is brilliant at the moment. Long may it continue. Uh, really Random says, 
Ollie lacks the potency, but it ticks every other box and work rate cannot be faulted for me. We totally agree with you. Sarko says 18 goals and nine assists in 27 under Emery. Yeah, good stats. Really good stats. Can't argue with it. Gary said, wonder how many fans of Watkins on the back of their shirt, though. Probably not many. Um, I think that's also part of his, like, you know, he's not... like you said, he doesn't do anything wrong. He never is in the... He's, he's not like, flashy, is he? No, he's not, he's not flash, which is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's the poster boy for Villa in the... He Premier is, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, as far yeah. as everyone else is concerned, Ollie Watkins is the, the, the best player in our team. And he's... Uh, I think, just, just to respond with Sarko's comments really quickly, just on the stats, that's absolutely fine. But... but and this is why I say he's enigma. I'm trying to work it out. I saw those stats earlier, like on Twitter and, and in the show. And I was thinking... How has he gone on two droughts like that? One in twelve, and then one in one in whatever those four month period is in the first since Emery's. I guess that was pre-Emery, but those numbers just are like they baffle me how how good his numbers are, and it's very hard to argue against them. But I just I keep recognizing those long periods of nothing from Ollie, and I just <laughs> this is why I say it's enigma. I don't understand it. That two, one plus one is equaling three here, but you can't argue with the numbers. <laughs> Um, he's had two hat-tricks already this season though and we can see he has improved under Emery yeah. and he can improve further, exactly Rachel said, I get where Sam is coming from but nobody is perfect, Watkins has improved let's see if he can reduce the streakiness exactly, yeah. um, most goal scorers are like this, they will have periods of success and periods when the goals just don't come Watkins was hitting the post or the bar seeing a defender clear off the line or deflect yeah, exactly, and, and, and look goalkeepers and strikers, right I say this to my son, he's a goalkeeper. I said, you could make every save in the world in the game, right? And then you let one in right at the end of the game and everyone's blaming you. You know, strikers, you miss, you, you miss two, three, four chances in the game. Everyone's like, you're rubbish, you're rubbish, you're rubbish. It, they're, the, they're the players. And then that do that are, over, the, over 13 games. Yeah, do it 13 games. But they're the players at the business end of yeah. the pitch. And that's where, that's where you earn your money. So you're always going to face those more criticism, whether you're a, when you're a striker or a goalkeeper. You, this is just the way it works. But you're also going to get the headlines when you, you know, save a penalty or score the winning goal. That's just how it works. Um, Alex says, evening chaps, great win, but let's not carry, get carried away till we beat the likes of Oil City, Liverpool and <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> um, Lee said, I saw a stat showing Ali's conversion rate. It is quite low. He does need a few chances to score, but I've got no problem with his form right now. He's brilliant. Um, and Rub said, for the overall, sorry, for the overall output that Watkins has had the last two seasons, he gets way too much scrutiny on his misses here and there. Um yeah, that's a that's a fair fair comment. It, again, it's when we we don't win or we're struggling to put teams away that that's where it will come under scrutiny. Um, Simon said in the past when Ali had a drought we suffered, but now it's not quite as evident as we have goals from everywhere. As you were saying, Kev, um, even though he misses loads, I bet if we look closely at Harland, etc., I bet they miss a few too. Ali is decent throughout it. Can I just say something quickly on that? When people when people compare him to Haaland, Ollie Watkins got 16 goals last season. Haaland got 56. So I think we just need to tamper and temper the comparison between <laughs> Watkins and Haaland. Like, and I've been saying this a billion, like a million times. Don't compare Watkins to Haaland or Kane. They are the best strikers in the world. I'm not. I don't want. I don't expect that from him. I'm taking it a step down. I'm literally look compare his conversion rate to someone like Callum Wilson's or his goal per minutes to someone like that's yeah, his direct Tony, competition, isn't it? Tony, Tony Wilson, yeah, exactly. Watkins. Don't, you've got don't, those Harlem won the treble last year. He got 56 goals. Like, can't, don't stop comparing the two. Don't talk yeah, about the percentages. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Um, well, Saka said he's shot to goal ratio is 20%, Haaland's is 28%. And as Rachel said, 8% as a striker is massive, but there is a difference between levels of being elite. Yeah. So, yes, absolutely. A um, couple of different players um, we'll come on to. Uh, Gary asked the question, um, what do we think of Zaniolo today? Um, is he Bailey Mark II, although Leon is improving, to be fair? I'll come to you first, Kev. Um, I like a lot about what Zaniolo does. Um, I had a better name to score today. Sorry, bad, bad joke, bad joke. Sorry, I apologise. Oh, <laughs> oh, it took me a little while <laughs> to get it out. Who was your bookie, Sandro Tonali? That was a low blow. Um, no, I like about a lot of what he does because because I like his physicality. You know, he's a physical player. He gets his body in the way of, of players. There was a few times in the first half where he was driving forward. I think he needs a goal, doesn't he? Um, a final ball isn't always the best. And I think he needs to back himself a bit more sometimes because there was a few mm. times edge of the box when I think he'd driven forward like 20, 30 yards. He could have just dropped a shoulder and and, and got a shot away. Um, but he faded a bit second half. I don't know if that's just energy legs. Um, maybe he's emotionally fatigued. Obviously, he's got a lot going on. Um, but um, And by all accounts, I don't think he's going to get charged. So that's obviously good good news. But um, I think he needs a goal. I, I, was, I was hoping he'd score today. No. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought he started the game well. I thought he got into areas of the pitch pretty well and got on the turn. Yeah, I just think I agree with you. Kevin needs to back himself a bit more. Like either take the player on, have a shot, play it to play it to Dina quicker, play the through ball to Watkins a little bit quicker. Like he's still he's still that split second, little bit off the pace of the Premier League, but. You can see the makings of a player there. You can see the physicality he's got. You can see the touches, nice touches that he's got. But yeah, Sam, your thoughts on on Zaniolo? You 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 quite like him, you know, from the from the preview that we did. You you're really impressed with him. Yeah, I still really like him. Like even today, obviously for the first goal for Dougie's goal, I think he did really well. Skipped down the side, he managed to squeeze the ball into Ollie, you know, to flick it on to to Dougie. So I think he, he was quite he was quite important in that goal. And I think just just from the rest of it as well, he, he drew a lot of fouls today. He's clever. He knows how to hold up the ball. He was skinning Kufal for for fun. And we know we've seen Jack Grealish against Kufal. We've seen him struggle against him um, before. So he's 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 not he's no mug at right back. And I just think I, I I think it's funny. I slightly disagree. I feel like he he kind of does pop shots and backs himself a bit too much. I think he's a, he's a tiny bit. Well, of a did, ball yeah, hog. he did do that one from thirty five yards. Yeah, or he, and yeah. He, he does yeah. it a few times, and sometimes he he doesn't pick that best the best final ball. But I think he he definitely backs himself. I think he's but he's he, I think Kev's right. I think he's desperate for a, a goal. But I don't feel the same sort of pressure on him. I don't. I don't feel like oh, it's been this amount of time and Zaniolo's not scored a goal yet. I feel like he's contributing and he's and he's and someone earlier talked about um, Watkins hitting the bar and doing X, Y, and Z. Zaniolo's hit the bar about seven times this season already. I think. I think it'll come good. I love the competition between him and Bailey. Bailey's really made an argument. I've done my apology to Ollie Watkins. It's kind of so. I think Kev, Kev's <laughs> probably got his coming up for Sorry. for Leon. Yeah, <laughs> you know, to a minute. Um, <laughs> so I think. Uh, but I think Bailey's may really make an argument to start, but he's such a good impact player. So maybe maybe that's his place. Maybe he's, he's best coming off the bench. And and I loved what Bailey did today as well because he um he's so good at, at, at beating a man. He's so good at it. But he always does it like sort of like on a byline with three men in front of him. If he gets into the box and he just beats one, then exactly what happened today is going to become much more likely. So maybe that's that's where he really wants to find himself and and, and where he needs to be. Well, look, there he is celebrating his goal. 
he's got his socks lower down now. Maybe it's a reimagining of Leon <laughs> Bailey. Those thighs, look at the muscles like coming out there. He's looking stronger. Kev, like I'm ready. Come on. Let's 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 talk Leon Bailey. Well, Leon Bailey, I am like a religious convert, honestly. Um, I, uh, you know, my views on Leon Bailey. Um, but now when he gets the ball, I'm not thinking, what's he going to, how's he going to mess this up? You know, we had that run where like he, like he, he was almost running too fast for the ball and he kept forgetting leaving it behind him a little bit towards the end. I was thinking, oh, that's, you know, that's Leon just being, being, being a bit excitable. But um, I thought he should have started because his home form is really good. So first things first, I, I was actually wanting him to be in the team. I was calling for him to come on early on the second half because there's only Olo and everything we thought we were going to get from Leon Bailey. And maybe he's the inclusion of Diaby in the team now that has made him feel a bit more comfortable. There's a link-up play. But, I mean, the way he took the pass from Tielemans was brilliant. I just didn't think it was on. He took the pass. Brilliant drop of the shoulder. I mean, he sent the defender for for to the shots, didn't he, basically? And then just whipped it, whipped it in. It was just an absolutely fantastic finish. Great goal. Created himself, obviously, with a great pass from Tielemans. And I think... He's a classic confidence player, Leon Bailey. He looks fit. He looks like he's got a bit of pace back because obviously he looked like he was a bit... Maybe he was, he was just tentative with his injuries, with, with, his, with his sprinting when we were commenting on, you know, whether he wasn't as fast as we'd seen on those YouTube videos. But he, he looks like he's really enjoying playing in this team. And he's an... I, I can't believe I'm saying this now, but he's a potent weapon. And I actually think... I agree with things Rachel said it earlier. I think I'd wait to the end of the season, not, not just to assess fitness, but to assess output and form. But at the moment, I'm in the Leon Bailey camp. I like him. I think he's an asset. I think he's a weapon. I think he's... Nice. Um, yeah, I think he's... Well, you know what? Sum it up. Yeah, like, he, yeah, there were so many times where he was kind of mixing it up. He wasn't trying to run down blind alleys. He was he was winning the ball in, in defence and then just turning and playing it back to Cash or playing it back to Dinia. Um, he was then... There was one time where I think the ball went through and he slid to block it. Uh, and then kind of turned and everyone sort of clapped clapped him. And it was just like where he's kind of thinking about that defensive work a little bit more, but then also kind of the variety in not trying to beat his man every time or not trying to beat his man three times in the same movement. He's like passing it backwards. Sometimes he's taking it inside on his left. He's taking it outside on his right. Yeah. He's adding that variety to his game now where players, and that's all you need because players then don't know what you're going to do. Um, yeah. yeah. So... It, it... It's just a real asset now. I mean, I think off the bench or starting at home, I still think away from home, he's got question marks, but he's he's someone that can come on and he can change a game and he can get a goal. And he's, his, record, his record is really good. I mean, if you look at obviously, obviously um, last season, I think he got, got a few goals and that was one thing that people were saying about him. Well, you know, but look, you know, he's obviously still still doing stuff. He hasn't played loads this season. He's got five goals and one assist, you know, so he's um, he's he's already contributing quite a bit. And I think, I think Bailey, will get, Bailey will get 10 goals this season. I think his, his goal per minutes um, start at the moment is a goal every 75 minutes, which is yeah. better than a goal a game. Can't argue with that. But do you know what? I take nothing away from him as well. I think if any of us were playing in, in, in a Villa team at Villa Park at the moment, I think we'd have a couple of chances in the game because we are just swashbuckling. We're on, we're on the front foot. When you've got the ball more and you keep the ball more, then Leon Bailey can do Leon Bailey things in, in proper areas of the pitch, you know, as opposed to trying to like you know do something on, on the halfway line. And that is... In a matter of times today, and I'll still find this amazing West Ham, you know, they were clearly they were trying to chase the game, but the, the space we had in behind to just run run in. And, you know, there's a few times when we played the wrong ball. It could have been, it could have been six or seven today. It really could have been. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Rich, can I can I just uh, whilst we're doing comments very quickly, someone's just put in the in the in the comments. Harland in a lesser team, Harland would not score as many. Forty-one in forty-one for Borussia Dortmund, twenty-nine in thirty for Borussia Dortmund in twenty twenty-one and twenty twenty-two. So uh, I just wanted to to answer that one there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now the second, now the second best team in Germany. Yeah, which would make them about the fourth best team in England. Yeah, he's he, he's a freak. Look, let's just he's a phenom. Yeah, yeah. He, he you know, people. He, I don't think he scored for two games, and then people were saying that was a goal drought for him. So let's just again, like, he's, he, he scored nine and yeah. nine, and, and people are talking about his form. He scored nine goals in nine Premier League games, and people are asking whether, why is Harland off form. They had a two-hour special about it on talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lee says Daniolo has loads of potential. Would love to keep him. His pass to Oli for Doug's goal was great. Um, Gary said he's a totally different winger, six foot three and built like a brick house. I like him. Uh, Adamski, it's almost like Zaniolo himself doesn't know his best position. He's just adapting to the pace of this league too, in uh, Adamski's opinion. Um, and then with regards to Bailey, Elizabeth says Bailey was sharp when he came on, a point to prove. Absolutely. Um, Rachel said on, on terms of Zaniolo, He's adapting alongside missing large periods from two bad injuries as a youngster. He is adapting to a new league. I think Zaniolo could come good for us. Um, US Crits also said, I think Tielemans has now realised he's not the main man now. thought he did well when he came on. And Lee said... Just on Tielemans, I remember we were talking just on the preview. I think um, I was saying to you after the preview... I feel quite bad for Tielemans actually, and I just I wanted to say this because there's been a lot of people getting on his back about him reportedly being unhappy. I've not heard one thing come out of Tielemans' mouth that or his attitude on the pitch or anything to suggest that Tielemans is upset with his role at Villa and he's not fighting for his place. I just I feel like it's it's a bit of Chinese whispers, and I actually felt really bad for him because. Even well, he said it so himself, didn't he? He said, I didn't actually say any of that. It was just nah, one it. one line in an interview that he thinks has been completely he's, taken He's getting out a hard time. Pressure. People aren't giving him time to to adapt. I think when he has come pre-season, he was brilliant. He, he looked like he was going to be a revelation for us. And he's, he's, he's joined the team. He's learning how we play. He's contributing when he's asked to contribute. And I, I've, I've not heard, I've not seen him throw his hands at once. I've not seen even an iota of disrespect towards anyone. So I feel like, my personal opinion is maybe we should leave Tielemans alone a little bit and, and give him some time to find his form. Agreed. Agreed. Well, look, he'll probably play on Thursday. And, well, certainly play a, a part on Thursday. And then, you know, Luton as well. Saturday, he's probably, you know, Sunday, sorry, he's got a, a, probably a decent chance for that. Um, Lee said, Bailey is doing great off the bench at the moment. I think that's where his place is uh, in this squad for league games. Um US says, I said last season Bailey needed more to his game than keep cutting back on his left foot all the time. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, Villa, Aaron says, Villa, yes, we're doing very well, Aaron. And uh, Rub said, you're right on Tielemans, Sam. So, yeah, good. Um, quick word on the defenders. Um, we did we did say Konza a little bit before, had a great game. But Kev, Konza and, um, and Pau Torres seem to be um, having you know a real sort of relationship as centre backs at the moment, and then I said it in my instant match reaction. Luca Dean, you know, he's seen off Neto, and now he's kind. You know, he's, I know Bowen scored a deflected goal, but kept him relatively quiet today. And I mean, you can't fault fault the defence at the moment at all. Picks itself, doesn't it? Picks itself, and it's interesting when you talk about Torres because it's another thing I've had to kind of get my head around a little bit with um 
He gave the ball away really badly today. Actually, four times. One of the one of the one of the times he did it, we scored from because it ricocheted to begin. Yes. It played yeah. a pass through. But it was three other times. I remember thinking that's a terrible pass, like way off target. But is if he makes I don't know what the stats are five, six, seven times more passes than a defender, then the odds are um, you are going to get a couple of them wrong. And I've just had to get my head around the fact that there is therefore going to be maybe like with the Watkins and the ratio of what he gets versus what he doesn't get. Um, then maybe we've just got to accept the fact, the fact that because of the way we play, like playing out from the back, I'm sure we'll still get the, the odd odd time when there's a Rick and, and someone will score. Uh, but it doesn't mean it's not the right kind of thing to do. But passing aside, which I think he's, he's been brilliant at, the partnership itself at the moment is picking itself. And Diego Carlos, I think he's, he's decent backup at the moment, obviously with Ming's absence. And the fullbacks, there was question marks over both of those guys, even up until points this season. You know, are they flat track bullies? You know, obviously we struggled against Newcastle and Liverpool, but I just think, you know, look at games like Brighton, look at games like, like obviously West Ham today. These are decent teams, Chelsea as well, decent teams, and they've both been really, really good. Good, good forward and solid defensively. So, yeah, big shout out to all of the defenders today. Um, and obviously not forgetting the man behind him, who is an absolute rock, solid presence as always, and a lo- lovely bit of, of um, S-housery. S-housery. Yeah. Every time he catches it and he just jumps to the floor. <laughs> yeah, Pretend that he had a hamstring injury. Yeah. Um, oh, can I just yeah, make yeah. final point as well on that? How Conzo is not an England squad. He's such a well, good player. I was player. just about to say. I was just about Brilliant to Brilliant today. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant today. Yeah, he's just like, a. it's like carrying out from the back. He's, like you said, Sam, he struggled previously against, you know, that physicality of Antonio, but oh. just, just, just marshaled him. There was a point in the second half where, like he was running back and my, Antonio was trying and trying and trying to push him out the butt out the way and just turned him and then he's got the foul. It was just like, just summed his game up today. Just totally masterful. What can you say? <laughs> Chef's kiss at Eve's phenomenal, man. Esri concert. And the thing is, I really like that partnership with Pau Torres as well. They're such different centre-backs, you know, and I, I always feel like in a way, they complement each other so so well. He had uh, Conza had uh, Mikel Antonio on toast today, which is so hard to do. Like I've seen loads of something. Like, he's not going to score every game, Mikel Antonio, but he's always a handful. Do you know what I mean? He's always, you know, battering people around and you know doing stuff. And he did do it a little bit today, but Conza kept him as quiet as I've seen him. Um, he reads the game well. He's quick. He almost never looks like he's sprinting. He just kind of glides. Like he's, I just, I see, um, uh, to use Kev's expression that he made up a few weeks ago, I see Conza through claret tinted glasses. I just, I just love him. I, I wouldn't trade him for anyone. Um, I think he's brilliant. I think Pau Torres is starting to get to the pace of the league. I think Dini is just so dangerous. I, it's going to be a real battle when Moreno comes mm. back, actually, to see yeah. what happens there. I think, I don't think Matt Cash was great today, um, but I think he's been really good. Uh, in the weeks preceding it, I think he just he just had an off day. I think gave the ball away a lot, and he was doing a few silly things. But in general, that back five, Emmy Martinez. I mean, I felt so bad for him to to not get his clean sheet from a deflected goal from thirty yards. It kind of trickled in, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, Esri concert just give him all the plaudits. The fact that he's not in the England setup is exactly why I hate Southgate, and it's not because he's not picking. A Villa player, it's because he doesn't understand ball. That you cannot have Harry Maguire in that team mm-hmm. and have Conson not in the team. It doesn't make any sense to me. 
I, I, I refuse. I won't hear any arguments on it. I won't even hear the other side. Conza should be playing international football. Um, he's one of the best centre backs in the league. Uh, and uh, yeah, long, long live that defence. Rich, yeah. Rich also said that comment from Lee Johnson. A couple of comments back. Just pop, pop, pop that one up. This one. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the next one. The, the the second last comment that that came in. Yeah. Right, that that's hilarious. Because obviously Bruce and Palace were lookers right back in the day. But you think Moreno and Moreno and Mings look like they come from a boy band? You have got Matty Cash as well. We're going to have some serious ladies and men, you know, following the Villa because we've got we've got some handsome defenders in our team. How Torres he's got those Lorente dreamy eyes as well. Yeah, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. almost terminated it, Torres. Has. I'm I'm a hundred percent straight straight male, but watching him on the pitch today, I'm gliding with the ball, making those passes. When he gives it away, he kind of resets me again. But he's six um, four as well, Kevin. He could hold you in. His arms and make you feel safe. <laughs> he's, he's turning into a into late night podcast territory that I didn't. Expect. All right, kids, so... kids, go to bed. Kids, go to bed. <laughs> the viewers just we are the after the war. The viewers yeah. are going yeah. down. <laughs> Um, but Lee said, Conte just phenomenal. His improvement is immense. When Emery first arrived, he used to just give the ball to Mings, but now he looks so confident in his own passing. Um, Aaron said, Conte is excellent. Um, Kay says, Conte staying out of an England shirt is what might keep him in a Villa shirt. And uh, Adrian says, Conte is Hugo in disguise. Um, what else have we got? US says, Conte is quicker and more reliable than Maguire. Um uh, what's this right? Evans is two, by the way, looking at Man United. Yeah, he's back in their team. And then uh, also just wanted to laugh. Um, Rub said uh, it got Moyes mad in the end when Emery did his magic. Towards the end, he went and cried to the fourth official. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, finally, though, lads, just to finish up for tonight, I did want to. I did want to just point out, Martin wanted to was to focus on this one, but yeah, Dean Smith and Unai Emery having a little chat at the, after the game. Um, nice, nice little moment. Nice little moment to see that Kev, like you know, Dean Smith must be so proud of like what's happening at Villa now. Yeah, I've got my my Luke here atop here in homage. Um, yeah, he, I think he mentioned like he's still in touch with the owners, which says a lot. You know, I, I could foresee a situation in the future if Emery goes to manage Real Madrid. God, don't think about it, please don't think about it. But let's say it happens that like Dino takes takes over again on an interim basis. Um, and I'd I'd love it. I mean, it, it, I've seen that picture of Unai and Dean Smith together was like, oh my God, I'm like seeing my kids together at a school production. I just feel such love for them both. Dino being the villa boy that he is and the story about his dad and obviously with his dementia and not knowing that he'd, he'd got promoted of his boyhood club and he was there at Rotterdam and it just that, that just gets me right in the feels. And that whole like, you know, process of with obviously Jack and the villa boy and we took the club back to where it was and what a job he did to then hand over, albeit the reins to a, you know, an alcoholic, drug-addled parent in Stephen Gerrard, but we got rid of him, and we've got we've got a new, we've got a new dad now. We've got a new dad now, and um, and we love him as well. We love him as much as much as we love Dino. Um, Complement each other, you know, in terms of their love for the team, clearly love for the club, and that's what both of them have, which I think is so magnificent. A real bond with the fans, and the fans know that they're right with there with them. You know, Unai is obviously not naturally a Villa fan, but I believe he loves Villa as much as any of us. Now you can just tell. How much he immerses himself into it, he works late at night, and um, it just make, it makes it a real feel good time to be a Villa fan right now. And seeing those two together, and Watkins' interview at the end, and the, the banter they've got, and Jamie Carragher is trying to get involved. Well, obviously he's working on the oh, show. So he didn't like, want us to win at first, him. Oh no, but you know you've got, you've got everyone talking. Hey, Watkins is going to get twenty goals and get in the England squad, and aren't Villa brilliant? And can they get Champions League? And I'm just like, 
yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Let's do it. How yeah. did you see all that, Kev? Weren't you at the game? <laughs> Were you, like, watching the coverage on your phone? I got back. I got, you know, obviously, I'm back on the pods now. After a couple of weeks, uh, I've been a bit busy. And um, I thought, I better watch a few of the interviews. You know, you've got the old Sky system, Sam. You know, you watch back on, like, you know, what's going on and watch the watch the. Yeah. Watch the watch the interviews. Yeah, you caught up. You caught up. Caught up. Caught up. I did. I did. I did my research for a very professional, high level, highly subscribed podcast that I think we all should be doing before the shows, guys. Just to make that. Of point. course, of course, <laughs> of course. We've got a few people from Jamaica watching us today. I mean, Aaron, our, uh, <laughs> our patwa brother, is uh, in the in the house. Um, says you look your room's looking dark, Sam, but I think you I think it looks fine. I think um, Aaron comments about me and my dark room far too often. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what I don't know what he's in he's trying to plant a seed in, in my brain or something like that, but I, I think if you need to chill out about <laughs> Texture says, Hey villains, uh, Ryan, I think it means Rich at Sam, Kevin, everybody, one love from Jamaica. Fantastic. Hello, good to have you. Um yesterday you said you weren't sure if Bailey's contract renewal was worth it. What's your thoughts now? I, I just think I, I I think I said it was it was worth it to be fair I think it was worth it to keep to keep hold of the asset that we've got you know we spent thirty million on him I think it's worth it but I do think maybe starting looking at negotiating around January time see what his fitness is like and see kind of how he how he continues but look I think for us it's to yeah it's to protect our our assets that we've got you know we've got Watkins tied down we've got. Louise, we've got Conser, we've got McGinn tied down, although McGinn's, you know, 29 now. But yeah, we've got these players tied down to contracts. Let's just keep keep the momentum going. Absolutely. Um, Sam, you've uh, reminded me in the, in the chat just before we do finish up, um, obviously really sad news yesterday of, uh, of Bobby Charlton passing away. Um, you know, I'd we're young we're too young to have remembered to seeing him play or anything like that but obviously you know scenes of his goals and his kind of um influence on the england side you know 1966 and his influence at man united just just you know one of the greats and it's i think it's always really sad to see you know when one of the 1966 team you know those legends do do pass away it's it's always so sad to so sad to see but yeah i don't know if you wanted you boys wanted to say some words on uh, on bobby yeah i think he's uh you're right i mean let's be honest most the majority of people in in this chat or or you know around will not have watched bobby chart and play um i think uh i watched uh, obviously you watch all the the highlights and the clips and the documentaries and i watched a movie about um, the, the it was about him specifically, but about the Munich air disaster, and uh, and they made a whole movie of his life, and it only covered two years of it, and it was like a two-hour movie, and he's just he's just had the most incredible life, and he was, you know, just such a soldier. You hear all of the the different things people saying about him and, and, and the recognition he's getting but to just go through something like that he's just had such an interesting life you know the Munich air disaster and then coming back to football and then winning the you know winning what he won with with Man United three league titles and then he won the European Cup first English team to win the European Cup with Man United then he won the World Cup in 66 and I think you know legend is 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 a phrase that is used very very often in football and I, I think legend is is one way of describing someone who who's had an impact on football. And I think Bobby Charlton is is an immortal of football. I think he will go down as uh, you know one of the. I don't feel like he'll ever leave English football. There'll always be reference to him. There'll always be, 
you know that reference of Man United with their stand, their, their Bob Charlton stand, and obviously we're not Man United fans. We don't have skin in that particular game, but just as people who love football, you have to um, you have to take your hat off to Bobby Charlton. Lived a long life, lived a great life, um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's sad to see someone who's had such an impact on English football pass away. But at the same time, he's just he's left a legacy, a genuine, real life legacy where people can look back on his on his contributions and his goals for hundreds of years and 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 I don't think football will forget him. Yeah, agreed, totally agree. And it's Kev, it's one of them where, you know, when I mean I think he was like eighty six and obviously been suffering dementia, but even then you still see when it's announced, it's such always such a shock when these things are announced, you know, through whatever news channels and stuff. But yeah, top top footballer, top like legend of the game, like Sam's just said. It's, it's going to be really poignant, poignant isn't it? Because I think it's just Jeff Hurst left now. And obviously that, that immortal line, you know, from Kenneth Holm, they think it's all over. It is now. And there's only one of them left now. Only one of them left from, from the England World Cup winning winning squad, I think. So, um, well, I don't know if it's team or squad, but um, yeah, I mean, Bobby Charlton, um, I mean, the thing for me, I think, you know, Sam's talked about all the accolades. Everyone knows about football, you know, uh, massive part of the England World Cup win our only, you know, our only World Cup. Um, our only final, um, and he scored two goals, didn't he, in the semi-final to get us there? And as well as he was the England's top scorer for absolutely ages, wasn't he? Until I think Rooney, and then obviously Kane overtook him. Um, won the lot with Man United, you know, um, you know, league, FA Cup, all that kind of stuff. But the thing for me, it always sticks with me in terms of knowing a little bit about him. And like I think, I think I've like read one of his books in the past. But you know, going through that whole youth setup with Man United when they won the Youth Cup year after year. To, to get into the first team. I mean, for those that don't know, but, you know, Villa's last FA Cup win, 1957, Bobby Charlton played in the team that we, we beat, Man United, on the day. And Pitt McParland scored two goals. And that team was an absolute swashbuckling team of stars. And then all of a sudden, a year later, there was the tragedy of the Munich air crash. I think eight of his teammates were mm. killed in the crash. Players that he would have grown up with from, from early teenage years. To have to come back from that. I mean, Matt Busman nearly died in the crash. And um, Charlton himself in an interview said, like, he basically came out of it unscathed. Imagine a situation now where the Villa team, if eight of them died in a plane crash and you were one of those players that were, were fine. And weeks later, you had to play Premier League matches again. What that would do to you, and a lot of the stories say he really changes a man. He was a bit of a practical joker, like you used to go around, like, squirting people with water pistols around Manchester. And, like, you know, and all of a sudden, he, he naturally, you'd imagine, did probably have to you know, mature beyond his years. But to do that and then to have the career that he did and also the influence that he had, both in terms of his soccer schools, you know, which found, found the likes of David Beckham, you know, yeah, one example. But also Man United, I think he's one of the main reasons why Ferguson was kept on for those four years because of his influence at the club. He's in the dressing room a lot. Big, big, obviously, in terms of the board of directors. Big reason to keep Ferguson going because I think he believed in that youth project that obviously was a big part of his up, up, upbringing at Man United. And what a legacy then Ferguson had under under his help. So, yeah, massive, massive icon, legend. His his name will go on for years and years and years. And I think Gary Neville said it best today. Like, arguably the most influential British player ever, really, in terms of what he's done. And um, yeah, rest in peace, Sir Bobby. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, obviously, every club has done some. You know, when they could after it was announced, done some tribute. And I know there was a a minute's applause for him today at Villa. So I'm sure those tributes will continue. Um, and yeah, you know, it was a, a sad, sad to see, but like you say, boys, I'm sure his name will, will live on. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, in terms of just finishing up on on the Villa, I mean, Molly Boy summed it up. What a day to be a Villa fan. Um, we've been on fire, um, and Jason's been so impressed by Villa um, doing the simple things well. Yeah, just just to finish up, boys, like it is just a, a, amazing. I think Sam, you said it yourself. Eleven home wins in a row, fifth in the league, two points off top, second top scorers in the league. I mean, it's dreamland, isn't it? How dare you? How dare you be unsatisfied? Uh, to, to, <laughs> to, to, to quote the, the great Russell Crowe, are you not entertained? <laughs> who's who's not entertained? Now, nah, we are absolutely smashing it. We are massive. We're going about our way in such a, uh, you know, just in such an, I would say, unvilla-like fashion where we're just sweeping away. I, I think um, Kev said it earlier, all these, uh, all these curses that we've got, the West Ham curse, the Man United curse, or whatever curse you know the away day cuss we're doing we're doing exactly what what we need to do and i think we're still going under the radar a little bit maybe not with the teams and the managers and the opposition that will play in the league but i reckon everyone else is still just kind of like oh yeah villa are doing all right but they'll they'll slip down the league the the, the further the, the season goes on sorry go on Sam, that 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 is going to change very soon that is going to change very soon because i don't know if you've seen our fixtures but you know considering the form that we're in in the league we've got luton at home next Mm-hmm. Then we've got Forest away. Then we've got Fulham at home, and then you, we've got Spurs away. And you'd think those next three games, we've got a really good chance of getting seven to nine points. And if we do that, I'm almost certain we'll be in the top four. If we get nine points from them, you don't want to get carried away. Forest won't be easy, but you'd expect to be <laughs> Fulham and and Luton at home. You know, you've got an opportunity. You always do this, Kev. I know, I know, but you know, um, I think if we're second or third in the league after those games, then people will have no choice but to look at. And we're doing I, I this. Without four first-team players, Buendia, Ramsey, Mings, Moreno, the whole left-hand side of our defence, we're doing it without four first-team players. Think back to that bleak day at St. James's Park. You know, Buendia's injury, obviously, a couple of days before uh, in training. Mings going down in the first half, getting absolutely battered by five goals. Um, um, oh, by the way, Rub, I put Watkins as my captain today. I didn't tell anybody that. I wanted, I wanted to keep that, keep it off. So that's uh, back in your face in that comment. And when he missed his first two chances, I thought that's that, that's 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 my fault. That is. Um, but yeah, coming back from that first game of the season, where we are now, it's absolute dreamland. I think. Yeah. I think. It, I was thinking about the quote today. Was it? Um, do you want to bet against us? Who, who fancies betting against Villa right now? Daniolo doesn't. But anyway. <laughs> another one he's got another one in no one i in. think um look Sorry. honestly I, all i can say is is in, enjoy it boys and girls it's it's such a i'm so excited and you know that two week international break felt like a lifetime but we're back and like kev says we've got some really winnable games and i said to a friend of mine earlier i sent as a joke uh, as a joke i said villa villa in the title race um and they obviously came back and 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 shout on the idea and i said you know what you know what the league is for a team like villa Win the games you're expected to win, and see what you can do in 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 the games you're not. And I think exactly. Villa are doing that at the moment. People calling that our record. And and someone said to me, the same person said to me earlier today, "Oh, well, you've lost both of your hard games." I was like, "Well, we beat Brighton. Everyone was was riding the Zerbies um, uh, <laughs> last season. Um, we beat Chelsea, who Arsenal didn't beat yesterday. Um, you know, we, we we're doing we're doing all right. We're we're doing good stuff." Um, so yeah, damn, damn right. Let's go. Carry on with the season. I'm not looking at anyone else. All I'm focusing on is Villa in the league, Villa in Europe. I do feel though a little prediction here that we're going to get that Martin O'Neill dilemma, the uh, the Schrodinger's cat later on in the season. Do we focus on Europe? Or do we focus on the league? 
Mm. You heard it here well, first. Well, that's going to be a, an interesting problem to try and get over. But lads, let's call it a night there. Um, fantastic show. Um, brilliant time for Villa at the moment. Um, brilliant time for the pod as well. We are well on the way to 3K, so you guys can help us get there. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, help us on the road to 3K. Um, we'll be back tomorrow for the fans forum where we can talk Villa again. We can reflect on the West Ham game. We can talk issues on and off the pitch. Um, anything that you want to bring to us, um, we'll chat on the show. But as always, remember, we all follow the Villa. Thanks, everyone. Up and